You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm your host, John Patch. Joining us from East West Animal Clinic out of Tampa Bay, Florida is... Dr. Linda Register. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets. Also sitting in with us is associate producer, Miss... Jenna Winters. The show is produced by the ever-so-talented and lovely Mr. Bob Page. Hello, lovely. Hello, Bobby. The show is also produced by our other producer at Business Talk Radio Network, Mr. Zach Budin. When you call in, you'll speak with Zach, and he'll put you on the air with us at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. We have a special guest joining us. His name is Dr. Dick Green with IFAW, Emergency Relief, out of Haiti. We're going to be speaking with him. He's the disaster manager for the organization. We're going to find out about the efforts in Haiti right now, one year later after that disastrous earthquake. Well, once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. And you're listening to Talking Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Jenna Winters. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. That's a toll-free telephone number to call into us if you've got a question or a comment. We have a special guest joining us. His name is Dr. Dick Green with the IFAW Emergency Relief. He's the disaster manager about IFAW. It's called the International Fund for Animal Welfare. Now, it was founded in 1969. IFAW saves animals in crisis around the world with projects in more than 40 countries. IFAW rescues individual animals, works to prevent cruelty to animals, and advocates for the protection of wildlife and habitats. If you want to check them out more during or after the show, you can do so at their website, which is ifaw.org. We want to welcome onto the program right now, Dr. Dick Green. How are you, Dr. Green? Welcome to Talking Pets. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. It's nice to have you on with us. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm on the West Coast time, so um, it's a little bit easier maybe than you guys, and, and probably a little better better weather. 
Um, I don't know about that. We've actually had probably one of the nicest days that we've had. Uh, we're out of, we broadcast out of our homes here in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, and um, oh. we've had some like what, Bobby? Would you say maybe 70s today? Oh, yeah, probably goodness. lower 70s today. It was gorgeous today. And yes, yesterday. Yeah. Past two days have been good. Yeah. No earlier snow in here. The, earlier in the week was a bit chilly. What's going on over there on the West Coast? Well, you know, obviously they've uh, been inundated with water. I'm actually in Spokane, Washington, and the oh, okay. east or the west side is actually getting a little bit of flooding now, but it looks like the brunt of the storms are over and things are looking a little bit better later in the week. Well, they're listening to you right now live in Spokane and KSBN, so uh, a big welcome and so hi to those guys. it's flood season for you. Well, you know, it's every season for us right now. We're looking at probably deploying tomorrow, as early as tomorrow, to go to Australia. Uh, and help out in the floods there. And, of course, you've probably been hearing about the major landslides and floods in Brazil. And exactly. We just finished up a very large uh, flood uh, operation in Pakistan. So it seems to be the year of floods. Yeah, Dr. Green, what do you think about that? I mean, what's your assessment? Why? I mean, I've been, I've been reading all about that like everybody else has around the country, around the world, like you said, with Brazil and Australia. What do you think in your mind is going on with this environment or this planet, basically, that we live on? You know, John, it's a great question, and, and we get asked that a lot. You know, there's no doubt that if you look, just if you just look at the bare statistics of disasters, you can see that we have been on a nonlinear increase over the last uh, three, four decades. But why is is something that I don't think the scientists have been able to pin down. Certainly, we've got a number of, of reasons. I think one of it is just that we've got greater awareness. We've got folks that seem to be gravitating toward um, you know ports and and cities based uh, near the to the sea. Uh, we're getting larger metropolitan areas so that when disasters do occur, they they have a greater impact. There's really nothing to show us right now that the environment is the is the major culprit of all this. I think it's a combination of things. I, there's no doubt that, that we are getting warmer, uh, but that doesn't necessarily have an impact on the number of disasters. It, it changes the way we prepare for disasters. Certainly, we're looking now at more floods. We're getting a lot more volcanoes. I'm sure you've seen. I've done three volcanoes this year alone or within the last 12 months, and we're seeing a lot more wildland fires. So what we prepare for and how we get ready for disasters is changing. But uh, I'm not sure I can really tell you why, other than we're awfully busy. Couldn't part of it also be the media, too? We're hearing more about these that we normally wouldn't hear of, especially of disasters that are happening on the other side of the world? Yeah, there's a lot more outlets out there for people to hear about. I mean, we're getting the news almost immediately where, you know, normally, if it was on the other side of the world, just with, you know, normal news outlets, say, just with radio or TV, you know, taking away the satellite and the Internet, I mean, it would take, you know, a week or longer to get that yeah, information absolutely. out. No, I think you're exactly right. I, and, and you think about the last three major disasters we've had with the Haiti earthquake and, of course, the China earthquake, and we had a huge uh, typhoon in, in uh, Burma. So, you know, those things we would not normally have heard about, but because uh, of the ability for the media to get in there, I mean, CNN was in Haiti within hours of the earthquake. So you're absolutely right. I think there's a uh, the media is getting there quicker, and so we're finding out about disasters faster. Dr. Green, what do you think on your assessment, too? I want to ask you this because it seems to be all over the world, too, and we actually did talk a little bit about it last week. But, um, you know, you, you were mentioning volcanoes and earthquakes and, you know, and the weather patterns changing and all that going on. But I'm sure you're very aware, uh, well aware of the fact of the birds falling from the sky, the fish washing up on the beaches. What do you think that attributes to? 
Boy, I don't know, and I've been following that one closely. That is just bizarre, and it's not just in Alabama and in the southeast area. It's all over the world. That's the strange part about it, because the news sources out there, CNN, you know, Fox News, everybody started coming on saying, oh, it's fireworks in Arkansas. Well, then, okay, yeah. then was it fireworks in Sweden? Was it fireworks in Great Britain? Was it, you know, what's going the on? The thing is, could that, especially um, with the birds, not so much the fish, have to do with the magnetic axis changing of the Earth? Because that's affected a lot of things regarding air travel. And you know, whatnot. I've got my theories on that too. And we were we were talking about it in a group of people last night, just in a, like a dinner conversation. You know, NASA for so many years has been going up, you know, looking for life on other planets, and you know, going up into this, you know, outer space and so on and so forth. Is it possible that these ships going through the atmospheric pressures and stuff like that could maybe change something in the atmosphere? You know, I think it was yesterday that CNN had a list of all of the different theories that are out there right now on this, and it was it was a page in length, um, you know, from magnetic fields to uh, space exploration. I mean, there's just so many different things that could be causing that. I think that the situation in Arkansas, I think they have narrowed that down to a local phenomena that did occur where the birds were disoriented, um, you know, not birds that normally would be flying at night and, and crashed and burned. And, and so those kinds of situations, I think we can, we can kind of drop those out of the list. But I don't know how you explain, as you just mentioned, Sweden and all these other areas where these birds are dropping out of the sky, or even in Arkansas where we had thousands of fish that just all of a sudden died and came up. So, you know, who knows? And, and it, it gets kind of frightening when you start to think about all the different things that could be causing that. Well, hold on, Dr. Green. We're going to come back to you. We're speaking with Dr. Dick Green with IFAW Emergency Relief. He's the disaster manager. We're talking about several things that are going on around the world, of course. But I also want to talk about Haiti. And we're going to find a little bit more out about IFAW, exactly what programs you have involved and how people can maybe help or donate to your organization. But I want to find out exactly what the efforts were in Haiti, and we'll find out a little bit more about that with Dr. Dick Green of IFAW Disaster Manager. His um, website is ifaw.org if you want to check it out. It's also on our links page on TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. By the way, if you go to TalkinPets.com, you can click on Watch Live at the top of the home page, and you can watch us, all of us here in the studio, live on our webcam. And you can chat with us if you want in the chat room. We're up to 4,000 people on Twitter right now. We want to see that grow, grow, and grow. So we'll keep you in tune of everything that's going on with Talking Pets and the people coming on to the show and all. Also, as well as our Facebook fan page, you can click on those at the top of the homepage at TalkingPets.com as well. Remember, no G in the talking. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. 
celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one-carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14-carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ICE.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. Ice.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets. Every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Jenna Winters. Led by the International Fund for Animal Welfare, that's IFAW. ARC, A-R-C-H, which is the Animal Relief Coalition for Haiti. They provided relief for the animal survivors and addressed the threat of disease spreading from animals to humans throughout Haiti. We're speaking with Dr. Dick Green, the IFAW Emergency Relief Disaster Manager. Dr. Green, what, what was the, I mean, when you, you were in Haiti for how long? You know, personally, I think the first, personally. yeah, I think I was there for about 17 days uh, right after the earthquake occurred. And, I, and now I go back every three to four weeks. You know, it's interesting because, you know, you're, you're reading in the news, you're seeing everybody's talking about it, that the relief fund for, for the human side of, of things doesn't seem to be progressing very fast. Um, but according to what I've read throughout your organization, IFAW and all, in terms of helping the animal situation out there, you've been pretty diligent on doing so, haven't you? You know, I think we've been very fortunate. And, and you know, you, you do read about a number of the humanitarian groups that have had troubles uh, getting the their funds uh, directly to the people. 
and, and some of the difficulties they're having working with the government of Haiti, uh, we have not experienced that. We were very, very fortunate that our partner in Haiti is the Department or the Ministry of Agriculture. And from the very get-go, um, they have been willing to work with us side by side. And, and so we developed a relief package about $1.1 million that identified six objectives that we felt would have the greatest long-term impact in Haiti. You know, when, when you're doing relief work like this with such a huge disaster, you really don't want to just go in and, and then leave. You really want to make sure that, that you've improved animal welfare in that country when you've left. And so the objectives that we identified and that, um, that the Ministry of Agriculture agreed to, I think, are going to leave the country in a much better state than it was when we got there. But certainly being cognizant of the fact that whenever you go into a uh, you know, a developing country, you have to be careful how the funds are expended. So we've we've been able to come up with a system that has, um, I think, protected our funds and made sure that they went directly to uh, the folks that are providing the services. And then I think the other unique factor is is that we've really tried to make every effort at only using Haitians for our relief efforts and trying to keep um, anything that, that would provide a employment or an opportunity for a Haitian to work, we've used Haitians instead of bringing bringing folks from outside the uh, outside of the country. Well, it's interesting because when you went in there, you expected to maybe help, like, what, 14,000 animals, and you ended up helping 50,000. And yeah, not original... only dogs and cats, but you also went into, like, horses, cattle, pigs. You were a lot of efforts there as well, correct? Yeah, we, we originally set a goal of about 14 to 15,000 animals based upon the numbers that we were doing originally. And, and we knew that there was going to be a large population of dogs and cats, but but the much greater population, and, and the important thing here, the greater need for the country is to make sure that their livestock stays healthy. It's the livestock that feeds the people and the people that feed the dogs and the cats. And So I've always looked at that as kind of a trickle-down economy. If we can take care of that backyard livestock that's providing the, the milk and the eggs every day, then the food for the animals, the dogs and the cats, will also be available. So about uh, 25% of the number of animals that we've treated have been dogs and about 9% have been cats, and the rest have been livestock. Uh, so it's been a, a very inc incredibly successful program, and as you mentioned, we're at 50,000 now, and it wouldn't surprise me if we'll be closer to 60,000 by the time that we wrap up in March. Now, where do you expect your efforts to go from here? And first of all, before you answer that question, how can people help you and donate? A year later, but you still need that money, as you said, because you hope to stay there and help the animal efforts and all, and you know get involved more with the Haitian people, of course, but... How can people donate across the world to help your efforts? Well, I think that you've, you've given our website a couple of times, and I think that, that go to www.ifa.org, and they'll at least get an opportunity to see the kind of work that we do, not only in Haiti but worldwide. Uh, the operation that we have in Haiti was a collaborative effort with our partners on the on the other side of the pond, if you will, World Society Protection of Animals. When, when Haiti happened, uh, my very first call was to WISPA because I knew that that was going to be a bigger operation than IFA could could ever take on, even though we're one of the largest in the world. So we called WISPA. And is John Walsh said, still there, be? by the way? No, he's not. Oh. Uh, John is, I think, finally retired. But um, we, we contacted our, our folks in in the UK, actually, I contacted my partner in Costa Rica that does what I do in, with WISPA, and we we developed this uh, this coalition, the Animal Relief Coalition of, of Haiti, and it really then provided an opportunity for international rescue groups uh, to come in and contribute to that effort. And by doing that, we could take 
uh, you know, the, the 10000 here and the 50000 there and pool that that money. And, and WISPA and IFA agreed to match whatever we raised with the other groups. Uh, and, and it just gave us such tremendous strength. And, you know, when you start to collaborate and cooperate and you all can agree to a, a common set of objectives under a single command structure, it just makes you incredibly uh, effective. And, and it has gone very, very well for the last 14 months. Um, we are hoping that we can... Uh, wrap up the majority of our programs by the end of March, uh, and I think we're going to make it. I think we're going to, uh, I don't know if, if if you've had a chance to see what our objectives are, but we basically have six objectives. We have a an educational outreach program where we're trying to uh, develop a curriculum nationwide in Haiti on animal welfare. And that has been a very difficult objective, as you can imagine, with an earthquake this size, trying to get environment and public health and education uh, to all come together to agree on an animal welfare component. But we have, and, and so we're, we're very hopeful that we'll be able to start making some changes for these elementary children on the way that they, that they take a look at their, at their pets and at their livestock. We also have a very strong uh, outreach program, a public uh, campaign, a public outreach campaign, where we have initiated uh, radio spots and TV spots. Radio is huge in Haiti, but also uh, literature that has gone out to families and and to gatherings where they can start to not only uh, prepare for disasters, protect themselves against uh, uh, disease, and most importantly, then to start looking at the way that they look at their animals from an animal welfare perspective. Our third objective is to completely rebuild the National Laboratory. Uh, you know, it, it's as you know, Haiti has is, is got one of the higher incidence rates of, of rabies in the world. Uh, and with that lab being destroyed by the earthquake, we needed to get it up and running, and that is going extremely well. Our fourth objective is to develop what we call a cold chain, basically trying to get uh, refrigerated units and freezer units out to these remote areas. And because so many of the remote areas do not have power, these are solar-paneled units. Uh, and we've now got 12 of those installed across the country so that the veterinarians can have a place to store their vaccine and then to be able to make ice when they go out and do their vaccination programs. Our fifth objective, and the one that, that we're very excited about, is we well, hold, just hold on to that one. Hold on yep. to the fifth and sixth objective, because that music means we've got to take a little break. We come back, we'll find okay. out about the fifth and sixth objective by uh, IFA, and it's uh, IFAW, and you can check them out on the website, IFAW.org, if you want to find out more information. Or go on the TalkinPets.com onto the links page, and you'll see it right there. You can click on it. It'll take you right to it. But once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We're speaking with Dr. Dick Green from IFA Emergency Relief. He's the disaster manager. If you have got a question, give us a call at 866-606-8255. This is Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. 
FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code LUCKYS20 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word L-U-C-K-Y-S and the number 20. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Bentonville, Arkansas, a pest control firm is using a grape-flavored water mist to rid the Bentonville High School of its bird problem. Well, the birds don't like the smell of the spray, so they flee. Now, athletic director Lauren West said pigeons, blackbirds, and starlings are making a mess in Tiger Stadium. Some are roosting in the scoreboard and the press box. Dr. Linda? So birds don't like grapes? I thought birds liked grapes. Mine eat them all the time. (laughs) Fairbanks, Alaska. Alaska wildlife troopers are taking applications from people willing to collect Moose killed on roads. The Fairbanks Daily News Miner says volunteers are needed because there aren't enough nonprofit charities to help dispose of the road-killed moose. Troopers maintain a list of organizations to call when the moose is killed on the road. Out of Hamden, Connecticut, police recommend that anyone who sees a dog roaming call animal control. Now, the recommendation came after residents of the Dunbar Hill neighborhood expressed concern about the number of pit bulls that uh, are spotted around town. The concern was sparked by an attack by a stray pit bull on another dog. Police shot the stray. Tucson, Arizona. Javelins, which look like furry pigs, are roaming neighborhoods around the University of Arizona, and people are complaining they've chased dogs and caused people to fall. The Arizona Game and Fish Department Tucson office has taken 23 complaints about javelins or peccaries since August 26th. John? Out of Chicago, Illinois, the uh, thousands of uh, gizzard shad are are growing belly up along the lakefront in a die-off that has left many of the fish frozen in the ice along the harbors. Lake Michigan program biologist Dan McCuskus said gizzard shad are in the herring family, and they're more sensitive to drops in oxygen levels than most fish. Canada geese and mallard ducks are gulping down the fish as we speak. Chicago, Illinois, a white-cheeked gibbon, a member of one of the world's most critically endangered primate species, was born last week at the Lincoln Park Zoo's primate house. The infant sex is undetermined. It's the third offspring for Burma, 22, and Caruso, 20, since they arrived in the early 1990s. Well, at least they're old enough to have kids. 
Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. We're speaking with Dr. Dick Green, IFAW Emergency Relief Disaster Manager. We're speaking about Haiti. If you've got a question or comment, we welcome it in at 866-606-8255. Don't forget, you can check us out live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com. Don't forget to join us on Twitter and Facebook fan page as well. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Jenna Winters. And we're speaking with Dr. Dick Green, IFAW Emergency Relief Disaster Manager. We're talking about Haiti. We're on initiative number five. And this was one of your favorites, Dr. Green, I believe, on the efforts that you're trying to put forth moving forward in Haiti and helping the animal situation out there. What is number five? It's my favorite because it's the first time that um, that anyone has ever attempted a survey of the population of animals in Haiti, and and not only was it the first time a survey had been done, it's the first time that we it had really been done in a scientific way, and so we we're very fortunate that we were able to get all of the necessary uh, demographics and GIS information, and actually were able to. I uh, get a very good representation from each geologic or geographic area in Port-au-Prince. So we've collected all of that data, and I'm going back down here next week to Haiti, and we're hoping to be able to start to um, analyze that data and start to get some very good information for agriculture, exactly what is the population of animals in that area so that they can start to cater their uh, relief packages and, of course, their vaccination program. So we're very excited about that. And then the last objective is the one we've already talked about, and that's our mobile clinic. Um, and as, as we've mentioned, that's reached about 50,000 animals, and it wouldn't surprise me if we hit 60,000 uh, by the end of March. So those are our six objectives in Haiti, and as you can see, all of those have long-term implications of the well-being of animals in Haiti. They're not just immediate rescue. They were, were definitely designed, though, so that we would leave a, a lasting impression in Haiti. And if somebody wants to help out, of course, they can visit your website and donate through that. And there's a lot more information about the organization on there. It's ifaw.org if you want to check it out. And, again, we did put it on our links page at TalkinPets.com. You can just click on it there. It'll take you right to it. But, um, Dr. Green, I want to thank you for joining us. But before we say goodbye, I just want people to know, too, that you have other efforts that you're doing. You know, you travel all around the world yourself and then the organization, of course. But you also have helped the situations out with elephants, correct? Uh, a lot of orphan oh, elephants out there. Also, you were involved with the seals, and and what is the situation right now with tigers in the in the world? 
Well, you know, it, we just finished a, a move here in the United States of tigers from a rehabilitation center, uh, uh, an animal uh, sanctuary. And what's happening, of course, is that the uh, we've got so many animals, the, the vast majority of, of tigers left in the world are actually under captivity. And, and these centers, of course, when you get into this type of difficult economic times, they're struggling to stay awake, or stay, excuse me, to stay open. And, and so we're, we're now finding ourselves uh, trying to find and, and find new homes and to relocate these animals uh, throughout the throughout the country. Uh, so the tiger situation, of course, is is uh, very concerning to all of us, given that, that such a small percentage of them are still uh, alive in the wild. And then, of course, we're also looking at elephants. As a matter of fact, we've got a team that's going out the door here in the next uh, couple of days, I think next Tuesday, that will be getting ready for a very large translocation of, of elephants. This will be our second time of moving elephants that are in harm's way, where where the humans uh, and the, the, the uh, I guess, the encroachment, if you will, of, of habitat is taking away the natural habitat from the elephants. So we're finding ourselves trying to find some way that, uh, that human and animal can still um, cohabitate, or in some cases we have to move them so that they can have their own habitat, habitation. So certainly we're busy in all of those things, and, and uh, we've got divisions that are completely dedicated to each one of those priority areas, and, and they'll be able to find out lots of more information on our website. Well, I hope that uh, you're going to keep us up to date with all everything that's going on. Uh, we, you know, we'll post uh, your press releases on our website and all, and get a, a, everybody informed about what's going on around the world and how your efforts are actually moving forward. And you are an international organization, right? You have offices all over the world, correct? We have 15 country offices, um, and that certainly helps us with all of our programs. For example, in the Australia floods, we have an office right there in Sydney. Uh, so it, it really does make our international efforts uh, much more effective and, and easier to get out into those areas where the animals are impacted. And again, if somebody wants to help out the efforts, they can donate through your website, ifaw.org, correct? Perfect. Sounds good. Dr. Dick Green, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Um, and I know through our listeners, I'm sure you've made a difference in a lot of people's lives and what they've heard. And, and you know, everybody, of course, loves animals, and we all want to help them out. So your efforts are uh, very much applauded. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's Dr. Dick Green, IFAW Emergency Relief Disaster Manager. Again, it's ifaw.org if you want to check them out, you want to help them with their efforts in Haiti or in other situations around the world because, as he stated, they're involved in everything from tigers to penguins to, um, to elephants. I mean, their, their efforts are, are quite extreme, so, so help them out. ifaw.org is their website. You can donate there. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets, 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. I'm Jenna Winters. So what do you think, guys? If, um, you know, Jenna, Dr. Linda, if, if Dr. Green called you up and said, Jenna, Dr. Linda, and I already, I'm already going to say yes to this one, and said, we need your efforts to, to help us relocate these elephants and, you know, repopulate, get them in an area where they can survive, would you go? If I could. So that's a Yes. No, that's a maybe, depending on the circumstances at the time and whatnot. You forget, I if have a family. If I could get away, I could. I would. Oh, you don't think your daughter, Leela, would say, Mommy, go, help the elephants. No, actually, she wouldn't. <laughs> I had a hard time getting out of the door today. Yeah, she'd be here. like, Mommy, you're not leaving me. <laughs> uh, elephants are one of those animals where 
you're like, oh, they're so gentle, they're so easy. But, I mean, I'm reading reports now that just at a Tennessee zoo today, there was a trainer crushed to death by one. The wow. elephants? Yeah, it just, I mean, it just came up, just came across the wire. So, yeah, crazy. I mean, you want to help, but, I mean, if you're not trained to help, maybe it's not something you just rush right into. I would do more harm than good, I have a feeling. Why? Because I would, I mean, I, have no, I don't know how to deal with an elephant. I would just feed him peanuts all day. <laughs> I was just like, hey, what's up? I think I would go and if... Jenna's that person where we'd be sitting there feeding the elephant the peanuts. And all of a sudden, we'd be Bob and I would be there. Linda would be over there doing her doctor stuff. And all of a sudden, we'd be like, where's Jenna? And why is that elephant sitting down? Where'd Jenna disappear to? I would, exactly. just, I would just have a mouse in my pocket. Just in case. <laughs> hey, hey, easy, easy. Anytime you're around wild animals, though. Exactly. you got to be careful. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, it's you got to use your precautions. And that's the thing is you want to be experienced and make sure that you're doing it right. You just can't jump in there. But it was interesting, though, because, you know, the body count rises to 368 in the Brazilian mudslides. And he mentioned that because they're over there with their efforts trying to help out animals. But you guys saw all that, what's going on in Brazil, right, with all the rains and everything? And all yeah, those... just awful. Yeah, and the same thing also with Australia. I mean, it's like underwater. Yeah, the mud, pictures mud out of Australia season. are unbelievable. There was actually, it made the internet, went around pretty viral, but there was a green frog riding on a snake. Are you serious? Yeah, and it was going <laughs> in Australia. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, I guess they're searching for whatever help they can find. Go to our Facebook fan page. I posted the picture. Did you really? Yeah. I already saw it. I didn't see it yet. Because I am a fan of Talking Pets Radio. Thanks, Jenna. Anytime. I do what I can. So... Actually, for weeks, the flooding in eastern Australia has been a slow-motion disaster as drenching rain devastated wide swaths of farmland in small towns. Rivers are rising in Brisbane, the country's third-largest city, forcing people to flee both suburbs and skyscrapers. The flooding has unfolded since late November across the waterlogged state of Queensland, turned suddenly violent, and a cloudburst sent a raging torrent down the uh, Lockyer Valley west of Brisbane. I mean, it's just these people are all stranded. And you can, and just like Dr. Dick uh, Green was saying to us, you know, with the animal efforts out there, could you imagine? I mean, take a look what happened in in um, New Orleans when you know when all that flooding happened, all the animals that died and the ones that were left behind. Take a look at these countries like Brazil and Australia. Could you imagine the amount of animals that are being um, destroyed and, there? And killed? Brazil is one of those countries where you're, there's really no middle class. It, it's very rich or very very poor. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's got to make it that much worse. It just makes you wonder, what is going on out there? A lot of strange things happen. Oh, happening. we got another year. We have another year. No, not according to last week when we had Dr. Cummings on. And, you know, We were talking about him, and then he said that it won't be December 21st of 2012 anymore. Now it's May 21st of 2011. What? Is that when the world's supposed to end? Yes, as we know it. Oh my wow, gosh. Just a couple of months. Is that why birds are falling from the sky? You know what the, you know what's funny about that with the birds falling from the sky? What? You know like Dr. Linda was saying about the birds things and the health things and stuff like that, but you know, nobody has a set theory on it. Everyone you've talked to and everyone we've talked to, everybody has a different idea. But like Dr. Green said, it wasn't just in Arkansas and Louisiana, mm-hmm. it was all over the world. I can see the fish Global warming, temperatures in the water maybe changing, you know. Mm, the fish, I'm thinking more like underwater volcanic eruptions. Anything like that. I mean, I could see, but birds falling from the sky, it's all a little bizarre. And see, the magnetic thing kind of makes sense because that's how they they home in on where they're going. 
You got a thought or a theory? Give us a call. 866-606-8255. This is Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code LUCKY, L-U-C-K-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. You know, we just had Dr. Dick Green on. Very enlightening um, conversation about the world and what's going on. And if you can help him, ifaw.org, please do. It's funny because as Jenna makes her way into the room here in front of the microphone, she reminded me very much of my cat's. You want to know why, Mr. Producer Bobby? She 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 was slinking? No. Hey. Because every time, and Dr. Linda can attest to this, every time my cats get a hairball from what, Linda? Licking themselves? Mm-hmm. What? From Jenna was licking yeah. herself? <laughs> Where is this going? No, but they throw up that hairball always on a piece of furniture or a rug. Never on my tile or on my wood floor. Why does this remind... Because you Jenna just me. walked in with a very hot chocolate. I was being I've got careful. a brand new counter table here. I was being careful. Oh, and she it's put it <laughs> directly on there. And she put I it on the wood. I wanted to put it away from my new phone. <laughs> I wanted to put it away from my new phone. Well, speaking oh, of, the heck with the $2,000 table. Just <laughs> Speaking about throwing up, one of my cats started throwing up Bye. and he was gagging. And my in-laws are over. And I bought a, a rug for Leela. Leela got a rug for Christmas that has... Hopscotch on it. I need you know, one Princess too. On the top of my so she can play hopscotch indoors. <laughs> so she put she put the scrap piece of paper underneath him for him to throw up, and it was like 
off the paper. He like threw up. It was like what over it, projectile Ew. over it. It was funny. It's like they don't want to throw up on something that's easy to clean up. I mean, they do once in a while, but very rare. You should have just moved it for me. Trivia time. <laughs> If you know the answer to this trivia question, we're going to send out to you a bottle of Earth-Friendly Natural Pet, the number one stain and odor remover in the country, otherwise known as Pet-tastic. Earth-Friendly Natural Pet. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. We want to know just how fast... We were speaking about elephants with Dr. Dick Green from IFAW. How fast is an elephant? The approximate speed. If you get it right... You're going to get a bottle of Earth-Friendly Natural Can Pet. Can I give a clue? No. Otherwise known as <laughs> Pet-tastic. Don't give a hint. If you get it within, we'll make it a little easy. If you get it within five miles, plus or minus, you're a winner. 866-606-TALK, and we're going to ship out to you a bottle of this cleaner. It is awesome. I use it on everything. And it's now known as Earth-Friendly Natural Pet, otherwise known as Pet-tastic. Change the name, same formula, and everything else. And uh, we're going to send you out a bottle. And you can use it on anything. I use it to clean my tile floors and everything like that, too. So... Um, but it's coming out to you if you know how fast an elephant can run. Apparently, faster than slow-moving pygmies because they find them underneath their toenails. That's disgusting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's looking for that? So they're, <laughs> they're pretty fast. Bob, your job today is how fast is a pygmy? Let's see if it was the four of us out there. We're not pygmies. <laughs> Who's going to get run over first? Me. I'm good at short distances. <laughs> I'm not a long-distance runner. No, I'm not a long-distance runner either. And also, But it also depends on how scared I am. Well, you can't climb a tree because they can knock those down. I'm kind of like Godzilla. There's not many trees out in the bush. That's true. <laughs> I'm like... I'm taking down buildings. He's like Godzilla. I can see Bobby running. Up. Bobby would go hide behind some bush. Do elephants have, like, peripheral vision? You don't see vision? me. Because I would just stop. Well, their just... eyes are on the side of their head. Yeah, but, I mean, can they see behind them if they don't turn their heads? If they're just focused on running forward, I would just be behind them. Because it would take them a while to turn around. Okay, we got Rosanna Dana in uh, Carmel, California. And, Rosanna, what do you think? How fast, get it within five miles, plus or minus, can an elephant run? 30. You think 30 miles per hour? Yeah. You actually won, but you won right on the cusp because it's actually 25. But we said five miles, plus or minus, so you're a winner. So congratulations. Yay, thank you. Rosanna, have you ever had to outrun an elephant? No. Okay. (laughs) That one fat guy you dated in high school doesn't count. (laughs) If I had a dollar. Oh, freshman year. Rosanna, stay on the line. Speak with Zach, our producer. We're going to send out to you a bottle of Earth-Friendly Natural Pet. She's not even Thank laughing. you. <laughs> not funny to her. It's okay, Rosanna. Thanks, Rosanna. We all make those mistakes. We'll beat him later. Have you looked in the webcam lately? <laughs> yeah, I, I can make those jokes. <laughs> I'm just glad somebody uh, takes a grenade. Because, look, you like take up the whole Marks. picture. <laughs> 866-606-TALK. If you want to check out our webcam. I love Bobby. We welcome, we all do. We welcome you to do so at TalkinPets.com. T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. TalkinPets.com. Thanks for joining us in this hour of the program, of course. And before we say goodbye in this hour of the program, I do want to put this out. And it means a lot to me. Uh, all joking aside, of course. If you get a chance, everybody listening across America, and if you can, this would really mean a lot to this little girl. Um, 
the website is actually www.caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash Ava Mason forward slash journal. That'll take you right to her page. Um, Ava's um, actually uh, nine years old and she's been diagnosed with cancer. And they flew her to North Florida and she's up there right now and with her family. So if there's any way that you can send some support to her, it would mean a lot because she is uh, actually um, Sarah, my niece, married John. And it's John's niece. and oh, um, That's terrible. So part of the family here. Is she at Shans or do you know what hospital? I think it is Shans. Yeah, I think okay. that's what you told me earlier. Okay, so she's at, she's at the University of Florida. So she's getting the, the cutting edge medicine there. What kind of cancer is it? Um, be honest with you, I'm not really quite sure what it was. Um, geez. Um, but if you go on here, everything is listed there along with pictures of her and all. Can we and, put the um, link on the, our Facebook? The last I heard, she's doing actually pretty well. Um, but, you know, it just it, it broke my heart when I looked at it, and you see, you know, with the long, uh, beautiful hair. And actually, course, there's now. another way you can um, help support just kids with cancer in general. Um, it's called braveryhearts.com. Leela actually got one of the necklaces, and I've been wearing it. It's a red heart, and it's different colored beads, and each bead represents a different diagnostic um procedure or treatment that oh, wow. kids with cancer have had and it's a really pretty necklace and i was going to wear it today but it was too short for the sweater that i'm wearing braveryheart.com, braveryheart.com. but also if you can caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash ava mason that's a-v-a-a-m-a-s-o-n dot or i'm sorry forward slash journal so caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash ava mason forward slash journal. If you can, send some support. Say that you heard about it on Talking Heads and you say hi from, um, from everybody. How do you spell Ava? A-V-A. Did I say that right? Did I say that wrong the first time? I thought I said double A. I wasn't A-V-A. Once again, thanks for joining us here in the Tower of Talking Pets. From myself, John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Jenna Winters. Roberto Pagin. And congratulations to Rosanna, who outran that elephant at 30 miles an hour because that little piggy can only run 25 <laughs> Spay new to your pets, help control that pet population from all of us. We say goodbye and thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.